Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Spiritual Growth with Rose, where I'll be inviting you to explore spirituality and what it means in 2020. Hello guys, it is Wednesday, I think I want to say the 29th of January, Um, Wednesday evening. I should have recorded this yesterday, but let me tell you what happened. So I went to go record yesterday. I had a friend over and she was actually going to record the episode with me and I go to look at it and it sounded like the craziest recording ever. It didn't sound like you couldn't hear anyone's voice. It was just so I guess that wasn't meant to happen, but I was trying to be on time, guys. I caught myself recording it yesterday. Don't know what happened. Guess it wasn't meant to be. And on top of it, we didn't actually finish recording, so I would have had to like finagle it a little bit so it could sound nice and produced so I had dodged that bullet of having to put more work into it and started all over and created a new episode for you guys today so that's lovely um but today's episode is going to be titled dreams I figure we all can relate to having dreams some of us wonder if they have more meaning than um just silly images we see at night or if they actually have spiritual meaning and purposes so I figured, hey, enough of that that serious talk about <laughs> uh, forgiveness and communication and all that fun stuff. Let's have a lighter topic. Let's talk about dreams because dreams are so interesting and so intriguing and just a realm of curiosity. So that's what today's episode is going to be like. But you guys know I have to do my little recap, keep you up to date with what's going on with Rose in my little life. So what's the last time I talked to you guys Saturday? Sunday, I had a work party, which was dope. If any of my coworkers made it, I'm so glad you were there. You helped with the environment and the vibes that were dope. If you didn't make it, shame on you, because we had a good time. Definitely was lit. Thank you to Brent and Joe, our owners. <laughs> that was dope. Um, and then Monday, because of all the dancing and working out, I was pooped. I took a nice, lovely Epsom salt bath and a nap and went to sleep. Monday was done. Tuesday was yesterday. I caught myself having my friend Nay over and recording the episode. Didn't quite go that way, but we were actually going to talk about self-care. And I wish it had of um, recorded properly because she was giving us some dope information. If it's meant to be, um, prayerfully, we'll be able to record again. If not, um, I'll just get back to that topic if you guys want me to. But self-care is definitely important. I asked her about what she thought spiritual growth was and she was saying improving your self-care or spirituality is self-awareness so I really loved where she had to come from with that so we'll work on it but that being said also I spoke to a couple of people at my job because one I'm always at work two I like to ask people well what do you think what's your walk of life about spirituality and how can you contribute it to a generation and use this platform to tell people what you think about spirituality so Amongst the conversation, we talked about spirits. We talked about, like, um, I guess people, people's spirits still lingering over into, into our communities nowadays. Like, people are still out here. Like, I was talking about that spiritual situation I had on Friday when I was laying on the couch and I felt something there. Like, we were talking about the existence of spirits still being with us and watching over us and protecting us. We were talking about deja vu. And... <sighs> I don't even know, like just the concept of it. And that also led me to think about dreams. 
and I was giving my little two cents on dreams. I've been studying dreams since I was in high school. My, um, I don't want to call it a dissertation. It was like my final project for my senior project. And it was about dream interpretation. And one of those summers when I was in high school, I got a dream book to like identify the dreams, meanings and stuff like that. So I've always been in the dreams. So once I started talking to my coworkers, I was like, hey, I think my spirit is telling me, take a chill pill. Let's talk about a fun subject that everyone can relate to. Everyone's curious about. And let's see if we can find some spiritual growth and some spiritual meaning from digging into how dreams operate and how they are. So that being said, guys, that's where this episode will be going. But before I talk to you about my fun, juicy content, let's take a second to breathe and meditate per usual. So take a deep breath in with me, guys. Exhale. One more time. Inhale. Exhale. All right. Setting my intentions for this episode. I pray everyone had a lovely day. That whenever they get a chance to hear this episode, that their hearts are empty and they're grounded and ready to absorb everything that this episode is serving for them. Let them be big sponges and absorb all of the knowledge of positivity that my positive vibes exude over to them through the sound waves of my voice hitting their ears. Great intentions. All right, guys. Lovely. So... I would like to let you know that I got all the content that I'm about to speak of from Netflix, the series they have on there called Explained. This episode is called Explained Minds. And within that series of Explained Minds is Explained Dreams. So if you guys would like to go and find the episode I'm referring to, I did post it in my stories on Facebook and Instagram. It's called um, Explained Minds. It's an Asian guy with a whole bunch of wires on his head. And that's what it looks like if you guys are curious as to where I got this information from so you can watch it for yourself. Explain has been very informative for me. I will probably refer to more actually now that I think about it, some more content that I'm, I heard from there. And I think that you guys would like to hear this random information and see if we can try to pull some spiritual growth from it i think it's a good idea a little thing i'll keep going as far as my motivation as along with my books i have over here but if i do want to look for some more i'll look on there if you guys find any topics you guys want me to talk about let me know just message me and yes i have been getting messages i love it so yes we're going to start with what are dreams i guess some people would like to define them as windows into one's greater self people can define them as reflections that can be reflections of your subconscious that can be reflections of your childhood of your fears of your intuitions your dreams what reflecting whatever is prevalent on your mind at that moment um freud is a psychologist or a scientist, a researcher. He studied a lot of psychology. He is spoken about all the time in my textbooks. And that guy definitely associated almost everything with sex. He tried to define dreams as 
pre no representations of our desires so (laughs) it was funny if you watch the episode they just started flashing across the screen almost all these objects like so many objects like um scissors or a airplane or any large piece of equipment all of these images associated with a penis like this guy i swear he was obsessed with sex but that's freud for you there could be a lot of um desires that we are dreaming of that's what dreams could be and then there's a guy who also supported freud but he went on to his own studies and i think his name i'm gonna say jung he went off of the sexual tangent that freud was trying to display to people he said you know what? i think it's characters who represent aspects of our inner lives which is example would be anxiety or wisdom or purity like being anxious about stuff um or encouraging wisdom trying to get you to see a wise decision should be to be made or fixating on purity trying to retain that purity and that logic and that moral sound those ethic goals that we have it's just reflections of who we want to be inside or what we're anxious to be inside so i guess we can define dreams as reflections if we want to be scientifical and the normal definition that people would associate it with if you were to ask someone what their dreams are, is reflections of themselves, their inner beings, their inner lives, or desires, but reflections nonetheless. So I further went to try to ask the question of how do dreams affect us? Do they have any meaning? Do they have any purpose? And along with the episode, it continued to present that some people think that dreams are messages from God's. Uh, God's telling people, um, this was like 3,000 years ago. There were, I guess, <laughs> the Egyptians, they were the ones who started to talk about their dreams and bring it into the conversation, like making it a thing, like this is something that we need to be aware of and be reflective of and talk about and acknowledge. So they were saying that God's were telling them messages So they were writing them in the pyramids. And I guess, you know, I forgot what it's called. But like when you see the scribes in the walls and those symbols and stuff, that was another part of them trying to relay the messages they got from the gods in their dreams. So this stuff goes way back in the temples. So this is when they created the meaning, which changed over time. So it started back then, then Eventually, I want to say, I'm not sure how much longer, but in the 1600s is when Europeans stopped believing that the guys were sending us dreams like the Egyptians were suggesting. So that's when they started to cause a little bit of that confusion we have now as to understand the meaning of dreams. So people started blaming food for the reasons why we were having so many crazy dreams. Like if you were to have indigestion I don't have that word in my head like that because I don't experience it. So you guys know what I'm trying to say. Indigestion, I think it's called. But if you have that or like um, <laughs> if you have gas or something like that before sleep or you ate a lot of sugar, like people will say, oh, yeah, I had a lot of coffee or something or a lot of soda. So I was having crazy dreams. That's where that came from. The Europeans in the 1600s, they started suggesting that um, our food was affecting our dreams. So next question would be, why do we dream? What is the actual reason why we're seeing images in our brains while we're sleeping? 
and the scientific reason would be there's neurons that use electricity and it creates communication in our brains as if we were awoke. So it's all electrical. That's why it can be studied. It can be observed because it's electricity that fires. Like when we're awoke, so firing in our sleep. And then the scientists can observe on the computer. They can see how much electricity is being fired. All this communication within our brain is being activated while we're sleeping as if we're awoke. So that's what it technically is, is electrons, neurons using electricity to communicate. So how do we dream? Um, Let's see. Let's see how we're doing so far with time. Give me two seconds. All right, we're doing good. So how do we dream? Electromagnetic waves. Like I said, with those electrons, they're moving, moving, moving. We're laying in bed. We lay there. Then imagine that they just start to settle. Like if you threw a pebble across a pond and you see all those waves flickering and then they start to just settle. So that's how our brain is in our waking life. It's all going off. Those electromagnetic waves are going off. And then as we're falling asleep, We start to shut out the light, shut out the sound, shut out our subconscious, shut out our thoughts and emotions and logic. As we start to do that, that's when the waves settle and they get quiet and they cease to move. And our brain technically temporarily shuts down. Then literally a half an hour later, the waves go right back up as if we're awoke. 30 minutes later, it is right back to being active, but we're sleeping. So... It turns out that they're actually more active when we're asleep than when we're awake. So a small part of our brains called the pons and the rear back near the occipitals, occipital muscles. It's a part of our brain called pons that stops us from moving when we get into the sleep. So we're dreaming as soon as we fall asleep. So I keep telling you guys, um, I keep having... Mm, I want to call more spiritually inclined moments. And what I've been told are more spiritually inclined moments when I am in this state of my brain trying to shut off from being awoke to go into that sleep stage. And I'll like an experience. I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who's had this, but like I'll be getting ready to sleep and we start to like resist the sleep or have too much stimulus going on in the background so that we can't fully fall asleep if we're getting there. So we start to imagine, like if you're on the phone with somebody late and you start to imagine that you're still talking to them on the phone, but you're actually asleep and you'll wake back up and be like, huh? Like, I thought I told you the answer to that. They're like, no, you didn't say anything. And you're sleeping, thinking that you're having a full conversation. So that state when our brain is like, still awoke was going to sleep and we think that we're reacting we start to dream stuff that we're thinking is going on when we're actually sleeping and and that state of mind is when i tend to i guess have awarenesses or um realizations or reactions or just dots start to connect this was been seeming to happen more lately is when i'm in that state of sleep slash awokeness i'll start to have random information just shot out at me and I'll be like why'd that happen or whatever the case is usually when I'm in that state is when I get my spiritual inclined and that's the state I try to get to when I am meditating the other day I was telling you guys I meditated and um I saw some images and was trying to figure out what they meant I got to a deep deep meditative state where I was just about sleep but not quite sleep and 
that's where I started to, I guess, see my subconscious and get into my subconscious. So, yeah, it's, it's possible. And I think that if you guys were to even try to get into that state intentionally where you're trying to fall asleep, but you hold on to that little, little grip of awokeness and logic, your frontal lobe is still aware um, that you guys will be able to listen to your subconscious. I think that's that's a task I want to hold you guys accountable for before you go to sleep any time of the evening. You want to try to have that much meditative, relaxed groundness that you're almost asleep, but you can hold on to that little glimmer of awokeness and logic. See if you can do it. Let me know. That'd be really dope because I did it and it's, it's possible intentionally and unintentionally. So going back to the parts of the brain, the pond stop us from moving. And technically we're temporarily paralyzed because our body is shutting down. Our brain is telling us not to move regardless of what our other parts of our brain is telling us that we're actively doing stuff and our emotions are still reacting and every other part of our body just doesn't want to react, but our brain is still functioning properly and even more. So then we get into the next stage of sleep, which is REM sleeping. Um, It means the acronym REM, R-E-M means rapid eye movement. So that is the only part of our body that technically is still functioning normally our eyes are moving as if we're watching a tennis if we're watching a tennis match and the ball is going back and forth our eyes will go back and forth walking up steps your eyes will move as if you're watching yourself walk up some steps so that's the only part that's normal I'm pretty sure there's other people who have experiences where their ponds aren't going off fully so they're sleep talking sleep walking um there is a uh, some kind of I guess illness, I wanna say illness, but condition where people are supposed to be in REM sleep, but they're still behaving out their dreams. So they're they're doing all this crazy stuff in their sleep. So it's a condition, but technically we're supposed to be temporarily paralyzed when we're sleeping. So when we are in REM sleep, um, the logical part of our minds and our brain is off. Our frontal lobe, if you're familiar with the brain, that big old chunk of meat in the front behind your um, your brain, your frontal bone, um, your forehead, that part of your brain shuts off. That's the part that holds onto the logic. That's off. But our emotional part of our brain is more active than we are, than it is when we're awoke. That emotional part that that gets triggered by, I guess, activities and people's interactions with you that emotional part is really wired so that's why our dreams tend to be a little bit more crazier than what they would be in our waking life because our frontal lobe is shut off our logic is shut off and our emotions are amplified so that can explain why dreams are crazy not because we have indigestion or had some soda or whatever the case may be not saying that that is that is um, explaining why we had the dreams. We'll get to that later. But it does explain why some things that seem a little bit more wackier than usual. Those little parts of our brain are shut off. Next little question I had. How do you remember your dreams? Now, I like to think that this is my experience. I like to say that people who sleep a little bit heavier don't remember their dreams because you have to have some sense of awareness to be able to remember your dreams because it's a part of the brain that shuts off while we're sleeping 
the um, frontal lobe shutting off and another part of our brain shutting off makes us say that this is not worth remembering. And when you're more awoke, then you have the ability to have that frontal lobe on and the other part of the brain on that says, hey, let's remember this. Only when you're more awoken. So that's why I have the tendency to remember what is going on when my mind is in that dream state and I'm more focused on my subconscious when I'm in that meditative, relaxed state, almost sleep but still awoke, I'm able to remember what my brain is conjuring up and my my technically dreams slash subconscious visions I'm having, the electrons traveling and making those visions I'm having. I'm able to remember them because I'm still awoke. And me personally, I'm not a great sleeper. If anyone knows me, I have been taking ZQL, uh what else? What's that stuff called? Benadryl, uh, melatonin. I've tried it all. Um, I love ZQL. If anyone out there is struggling with going to sleep, I tell you, I have been having this problem my whole entire life. Um, I think primarily it was an anxiety problem because I used to like bump my head in the mattress. It's like a beat. Or I used to listen to music in my earphones. I still had the TV on when I go to sleep. I have earplugs. I have um, that little eye mask thing over my eyes. I look crazy when I go to sleep. I don't have like a sleep apnea mask or anything, but I might as well because I have like a whole <laughs> routine. So I have to take ZQL and I have to take it almost every night. Um, there's some alternatives I can do to help me fall asleep, but it doesn't matter. Even if I fall asleep, that's my main problem is one, trying to get to sleep, but the ZQL helps me get to sleep. The other problem is staying asleep. So I remember my dreams because my brain doesn't want to shut down. I don't know why. Could be anxiety. I don't know. My subconscious is clearly thinking about a lot. So my body doesn't want to shut down. My brain doesn't want to shut down. Um, And I remember my dreams. So um, there are other people who are heavy, heavy sleepers. You could rock the whole house and they wouldn't wake up. Those people are more inclined to not remember their dreams. I think it's that simple of an association. But thanks to Netflix and this episode about dreams, they do recommend some ways you can remember. So one, uh, I guess, suggestion they make, I don't really care for, but it's a way, um, is to drink a lot of water. Reason being is very simple and obvious. The more water you drink, the more you have to get up and go to the bathroom. So then you'll be awoke and you'll go right back to sleep. But that's the problem where... You'll get up and go to the bathroom, remember either the dream you were having or about to have, whatever that interval is, those dreams you're having in that semi-woke, semi-sleep state, but then your brain still has a part of it shut off that makes you remember it. So, I mean, you can try to drink some water if you really want to try to remember it. And I'll tell you some other suggestions as to what you can do to try to remember. But... um the narrator was suggesting drink more water so you wake up uh, let me see what does this say I'm gonna call that would release when you woke decreases help you remember I think I read all this already all right yeah so they suggest drinking water so like I said I'm gonna tell you another one in a second I have another suggestion but I want to bring all this back into why is it important for spiritual growth and it kind of sort of ties me into the conversation I was having with my coworkers the other day, yesterday, I believe, when I was just picking their brains on, excuse me, on spirituality in 2020 and what it means for them, 
what they will be interested about hearing or things they can relate to. And I kind of sort of, I guess, came up with this theme of this episode based off of that. And I believe that there are spirits still with us. Um, whether I don't know, I don't know how it works. None of us knows how it works. There is like a level, I think that's called the ether that I think our spirits go to. Maybe I have to look into that a little bit more. I think I write that down for episode 11 or nine, episode nine, ether. Maybe I'll look into that. Hmm. Question mark, writing that down, food for thought or, um, the deja vu. Um, I'm going to talk about that a little bit more as to how dreams might be affecting that, um, so, inevitably, eventually, throughout time, dreams were observed and uh, collected from people who were studying dreams. So, they took a whole bunch of dreams from a whole bunch of people all over the world. Um, over time, it kept, kept collecting and kept collecting and kept collecting. And so they got so much data that they started to see similarities and associations and patterns within these dreams. So that's where we're at today. And that's how we have books that have been written recently, the more up-to-date, more modern ideas of what we think dreams resemble or what they mean for us. So when you see a pattern enough and you see in studies, you get the same results enough, you start to believe that there is a theory behind it. So technically, I guess you can say these are like little theories as to what these dreams symbolize and what they mean. So some examples for some people that you guys can relate to would be like someone's chasing you. I think I've had my first dream the other day of somebody chasing me. It wasn't the craziest thing, but once in a blue moon, I guess it won't. Maybe now that I'm talking about it, I think I have had a dream or two about somebody chasing me. Um, Falling. I don't think I've ever had a dream about falling. I've heard people say that. Sex dreams. I don't really have them often. It will be once in a blue moon. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to comment on that. Um, popular, let me see. Another popular one is people, one in five people believe that their teeth's falling out. I had a dream about that several times, or it will be something wrong with my teeth. And they said in the Netflix episode that people who dream that their teeth are falling out usually worry about their teeth more so that can be a fear uh that says two out of three men dream about another man i'll get to that later and half of women dream about women this said one third of children dream of animals and they said all in all dreams come from my memories so that takes me to associated with spiritual growth And what does all this stuff symbolize? So we could say that dreams affect our spiritual growth because it can be interpreted by, I guess, saying that these dreams are visions or predictions. That's the one thing. I think that dreams could be a way to enhance our spiritual growth. So I... I was mentioning to my coworkers when I was talking about dreams and I was like, I don't think they're as simple as we like to say they are for certain people. Now, people who are more spiritually inclined tend to have, I guess, messages and um, visions or predictions from the universe because they are spiritually inclined. They're more receptive. They're more woke. And um, as far as spirituality, 
so they can understand and interpret and apply it and be used as a way of communication for them. Um, I like to believe that is a fact of myself. My mom says that she has the same thing. I think it could be like a either a generational thing or a kind of gift passed down, maybe. That's a theory because I will say my first time it ever occurred to me, my mom was bringing it to my attention. And a little shortly after, I think I was maybe, maybe 11, 12, and I was living with my grandmom still. And... Um, we were learning how to crochet and quilt. So my grandma, in my dream, she was like, hey, uh, go in that closet real quick. And I got some some stuff for you. I go in the closet and it's a whole bunch of um, like fabric. She would buy us and needlewind thread and stuff like that. A whole bunch of different fabrics. And I'm all excited. Cool. So then literally that next morning, I wake up and my grandma's in the living room. And she's like, hey, I got you something. Go in the closet. I'm like, nah, <laughs> I go in the closet. It's a bag full of fabrics and materials. And I'm like, that was definitely creepy. And that was probably the most memorable, blatant one that was like, is like I literally had a vision in my sleep. Other ones I would have to interpret or it would feel like da-da-da-da, deja vu. So next reason why I feel like we might be dreaming and it could be affecting our spirituality and trying to improve our spiritual growth is because deja vu, that whole concept. And I was speaking to my coworker, Gwen, and we were talking about deja vu. And she was like, she's like, I don't know, like, you know how you had that feeling where you felt like you either saw this before, you've been here before, like your body's been here. Like, what is deja vu? Eh, hold up. Episode something might be deja vu. Let's see. I'm see if I can find some more information on it for you guys. If you guys are interested, let me know. It's a possibility. So, because I really don't know. And I would love to. I feel like everyone's felt deja vu before. Like that feeling of you sitting there and out of nowhere, you just feel the overwhelming feeling of this exact thing has happened before. Like, not even... It being a part of your regular routine, not the fact that you sat in the car, traveled to work, sat at your favorite spot, ate your favorite breakfast, talked to your favorite people. It's like you seeing like a picture of this scene and then you re-seeing it again. But you have no recollection of ever seeing this picture before, but you just know you saw it before. Like that's how deja vu feels. And I was saying to her, I was like, I feel like that could be a dream you've had before. And it was a vision and you probably um, had a whole scenario like this play out and the same exact thing was said to you and now it's coming to fruition. Like, I don't know. I really don't understand it, but I feel like dreams could be a little vision of what's happening, what's to come or what has happened or the inevitable or something like that. And then your dreams are trying to communicate with you. There were there was a significance of that situation. So if you do experience deja vu, regardless of what it is, what's causing it, I will be highly, heightenedly aware as if you were seeing numbers or astrology or whatever it is. Whenever you start to have a moment that the universe is trying to communicate with you any way, shape or form, whether you feel deja vu, whether you see your life path number, whether you see your favorite numbers, so mine is 37. When I see 37 or 111, I take a quick mental snapshot put it in the back of my brain like what am I feeling what am I thinking what am I experiencing I need to reflect on this later if you have a moment of deja vu you might want to 
sit and reflect on what it is you were doing or saying or feeling or talking about or expressing or anything in that moment and reflect on that later and meditate on it and ground yourself and listen to your intuition, communicate properly with yourself, manifest on it. Everything we talked about so far, you might want to do that if you do experience deja vu. Definitely a dope topic. I might have to come back to that. And next, another reason why I think dreams are important to our spirituality is because of one of my most hated words, fear. We are experiencing fear in our waking lives and our subconscious, our universe, our spirits are trying to communicate with us. We need to do something about those fears, whether you're anxious or depressed or whatever the case is about a situation. Everyone has it. A lot, I I do really feel that dreams are interpretations of our subconscious and what we're fearing could definitely be um, depicted in our dreams. If we're not focusing on what it is we're supposed to be focusing on, our subconscious is definitely going to bring it to the surface for us, whether you want to acknowledge it or not. If you're afraid to come out of the closet to your family or you're afraid of taking a risk, you're afraid of exiting a relationship that's toxic, whatever. You guys already know the list, the grocery list of fears that are out there and that you personally are experiencing. You already know what they are. Your dreams are communicating with you. Your subconscious, your intuition, the universe is communicating with you that you need to get a hold of this fear. It's not a fear out of nothing. It's a fear keeping you back from doing something you should be doing. If it was like a fear of spiders, that we don't really have dreams about phobias and stuff like that. We have dreams about things that are keeping us from doing something. That's why I named the examples I named about having fears about... Uh, doing a job position or leaving a job or a toxic relationship or doing something that you know the end result is going to better you. That's what it's your subconscious and the universe and intuition telling you. All right, face your fears. Literally face them in your sleep. Face your fears and stop worrying about the outcome. You know it's for your betterment. Stop being a punk. Go do what you got to do. So that's why I think fears are a reason why we dream to keep us from fearing because you need to face it. Your subconscious and God in the universe is telling you you need to face what you're fearing. Next one, I would say things you don't know you're thinking of is why you dream. So, hmm, I, <laughs> now that I'm talking about it, this week I had a couple of crazy dreams about somebody. And I'm like, mm, not sure why I'm dreaming about this person. I don't really care to. I don't know why. And I think that happens to me a lot. I'll start dreaming about people that I probably pushed to the back burner and didn't want to feel for, didn't want to care about, didn't want to think about, didn't want to acknowledge that I even cared about their being. And my dreams are pushing it to the surface, like stop downplaying what you are feeling. And my intuition, my spirit, God, the universe some odd reason wants me to face that thought and acknowledge that thought. So that's what I did this week. And I faced it and I acknowledged it. And I'm like, all right, some reason you keep popping up in my subconscious. I have to realize what for. And this person popped up on my uh, terror reading. I thought that was very interesting. So I'm trying to figure out what the purpose this person has in my life. I think that I'm talking about it. It could be to break old habits. Yeah, now that I'm talking about it, I think it could be the acknowledgement of I need to break that habit I have with that person. 
not even that the person has been around long enough to be a habit with. It's a type of person that I have a habit of attracting. So, da, 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 look at me utilizing my dreams and having spiritual growth. <laughs> All right, cool. So, yeah, let me see. Last fun thing about dreams that I want to talk to you guys about is lucid dreaming. So, there is a woman on the Netflix documentary episode who was talking about lucid dreams and how she controls her dreams. So, my ex used to tell me all the time, yeah, like, as soon as I realize I'm dreaming, I control my dreams all the time. I love going to sleep so I can control my dreams. And he also wasn't the best sleeper because he worked overnight. So, like I said, you have to have that state of awokeness to be able to either remember your dreams or control them. So when you have, um, I guess, lucid dreams, you are in a state that is, like I said, half awoke, half sleep. Not half awoke, but you're more awoke. So your frontal lobe, the lobe that controls the logic, is more aware and awoken. And you're less emotional and you have that ability to say, hey, wait, this doesn't seem like reality. You have that awareness, that logic. So you're like, oh, well, I'm about to have fun then. Like, <laughs> I'm about to fly. I'm about to have superpowers. I'm about to control what's going on. I'm about to be in the narrative of this story. So I guess that can be fun if you want to influence that with spiritual growth and say, hey, this is what my subconscious wants me to do right now is experience this moment and think about this as if it were my reality. I'm going to think about it, and I'm going to do what I would do in my waking life. I'm going to do it in my dreams and see how it plays out. Use that as a test trial. If you guys could, if you guys could access lucid dreaming, I'm going to tell you how. But if you can do that, then that will be a dope reason to do it, is to test out what your subconscious is communicating with you and see how that reaction would go, and then try it in your actual waking life. Give yourself a little bit of test trial, a little courage to be able to do some of the things you're fearing, some of the the anxieties you have, and just what your waking life should be going through. All right, so lucid dreaming is controlling your dreams. So if you want to strengthen the ability to have lucid dreaming or control of your dreams, you should practice remembering your dreams. Now, I did this at one point a couple years ago, and I had a dream journal. And when I was studying dreams when I was in high school, um, they said that you want to try to recall your dreams as much as possible. Sometimes trying to recall them will tamper with, um, I guess, the, the dream themselves some kind of way. But in this case, we're trying to remember them so we can control them and make ourselves more awoke in our dreams. So you want to practice remembering them, write them down in the morning, have a dream book. Um, if there's anything significant enough for you to remember, it could be the smallest thing, like the last five seconds of your dream right before you woke up. You've been dreaming all night, but you only remember these five seconds. Write it down somewhere. Write it down on your phone. Record it while you're in the shower or you're driving to work or you're eating breakfast. Record it on a little memo. Just make that a habit. The more you recall, the more you will practice that, the more you will actually start to recalling it. You will practice trying to be aware in your subconscious, in your sleep. I prayed about it the other night, and I was like, God, I want to retain my, my dreams a little bit more so I can understand what it is that my subconscious is trying to communicate with me, what you're trying to communicate with me. I would like to retain my dreams and recollection of them. More specifically, like I told you guys, with communication, you need to be more specific. I would say, or I would suggest saying, 
make it so that my frontal lobe is a little bit more awoke. It doesn't completely shut down so that I can retain logic while I'm dreaming so that it doesn't seem like a crazy thing and I don't want to remember it. It seems logical. It seems like a vision I had before and it could possibly happen. And if it does happen, I want to be prepared for it. Amen. Cool. So practice remembering. Next thing will be recognize when you're in a dream and when you're in real life. So let me see qualities in real life so get to you oh yeah so you would in your real life let's say you're having a great day like something great happens like just out of nowhere let's say the quote-unquote something lucky happened something that seems like this is good too good to be true or this is some bullshit like this is the worst day of my life like something significant that just made you have to stop and second guess question if that is a dream reason being is because when you're in your dreams you will have the practice and that habit of saying is this a dream having that moment will spark that logic it will spark that frontal lobe to awaken and you start to control and retain what's going on in your dreams so like i said good examples are with something too crazy is happening in your actual life practice asking is this a dream or not so that you can practice lucid dreaming or let me say yeah i talked about it makes your frontal lobe your frontal cortex wake up so that you have more ration in your dream rationality i also think that spiritual growth or spirituality can be associated with dreams because dreams enhance your memory and when we're dreaming, um, a lot of things are based off of our reflections, our experiences, and our past. And then the dreams that we do have, we have that moment of our brains just saying, hey, I don't want to remember that situation. So um, our brains would just tell us to not remember it. It will say it's insignificant. But then if we are trying to enhance our memory intentionally, If you start to expose yourself to something in the real life that you want to study, let's say you're studying for an exam, um, getting into a good enough sleep will help you retain the information that you'll be replaying in your brain about that exam. So it can help you with your memory. And that will help with trying to remember like life lessons, um, stuff that we're reflecting on that we need to remember It'll replay in our in our brains at night and our dreams will reflect them. The stuff that we need to know will also play. So I guess it can benefit you as far as, yeah, like learned behavior, life lessons that we don't want to keep repeating. We'll start to reflect it in our dreams. So it could be a beneficial for remember, remembering stuff that we need to remember. Or it can, like I said, we erase stuff that we think is um, non-beneficial for us So if we have people that experience PTSD, it could be a factor of your sleep in your dreams. So when you have PTSD, let's say you came back from fighting in the war and all the bombs are going off and helicopters and guns, and you start to have that fight or flight response in real life once you're dreaming and it keeps replaying in your dreams, your subconscious keeps playing it. You're dreaming that you're uh, right next to your your lieutenant who's aiming at somebody and shooting and there's bombs going off you'll dream about that but then after a while 
your reaction to it won't be fight or flight anymore. Your dreams will enable you to say, hey, this is not reality anymore. This is my dreams. I'm home. So when I wake up, I don't have to have a fight or flight response to if I hear a loud popping sound or if I hear uh, fireworks outside, my body won't react as if it's in fight or flight mode anymore because my dreams have gotten me used to having that experience so much and then I wake up in real life and it's not actually that traumatic event. That's just um, an example for any anything that has to do with PTSD. If you have some kind of trauma and you have PTSD, I'm not sure what the experience could have been if it's something as significant as fighting in the war or just a gunshot victim or a robbing or raping or anything crazy, your body will help you. Your dreams will help you heal over that experience. So there's so many reasons why dreams are significant. But I do want you guys to start to practice and acknowledge that they are significant for you. And I do want to say that everything that has a purpose on this earth can be tied with spiritual growth. Therefore, this podcast will never get old and never get boring because I can sit here and probably tie in some kind of spiritual growth with hair, like growing from your scalp. I don't know, but everything on this earth is used to make us better. And I'm pretty sure all of you experienced dreams, um, can relate. You've had some kind of dream that relates to um, falling, chasing a sex dream or teeth falling out or men dreaming about men, which is because they work for men and they have men in power. So that's usually why they're interacting with men more. That's why they dream about men and children dreaming about animals because they have teddy bears and all that stuff. They play with animals. They see animals more frequently. So yeah, it has something to do with awakened life but you got to look deeper into the meaning as to why those specific dreams are going off in your brain at that moment that being said i think my little man's getting a little anxious so i'm going to pin him in the shower but thank you guys so much for returning to another episode of spiritual growth with rose i pray that you guys all find some kind of connection with this episode I loved making this episode. I love dreams. I love giving you guys information and give you some science, giving you some logic, some theories, some experiences, some more of me and my little crazy life is all tied into this episode of dreams. Try to go retain those dreams, try to see what they mean, the symbolism with them and why you're dreaming about what you're dreaming about and how that can make you and your waking life better. Just retain it, write it down, record it on your phone, do something like that. But until next time, please follow follow, follow, follow me on um, Spotify (laughs) and go listen on Anchor if that is the platform you choose. I still have not made it to the other distributors, um, Apple and other places like that, but I'm getting there. In the meantime, I appreciate the new listeners, returning listeners, and I pray that you guys spread the word. Go follow me on Instagram, uh, spiritual growth, W Rose, aka with, but it's not the whole word on Facebook, on Twitter, at Rose Sittner. If you don't know, I told you in episode two how to spell my last name because it's kind of crazy. Or um, hit me up if you guys have my number. Just text me. I'll send you a link. Until then, thank you guys so much for coming back to another episode. I pray that you guys have all a beautiful night. And I will come back on Saturday, Saturday morning. I'm going to try to be efficient with it with the next episode. Until then, have a great, beautiful night. <laughs>